This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on in LIC? What's happening? <laughs> I'm good. I uh, went to Dallas. It was great. Um, saw some of my nieces and nephews, my siblings, so that was fun. I watched the whole thing on Instagram stories. It's very interesting. It's always nice to watch people on Instagram stories that you know and talk to. Like I was <laughs> warmed by the family reunion. You look like your nephews and nieces and stuff. It's very nice. Yeah, I get that a lot. We have a strong, some strong genes. We all look pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> and how is Mike's dynamic down in Dallas? How is that for him coming down and hanging with kind of the, you know, the, the, what are they? In-laws, the, the I guess. Was, sisters, brother-in-laws, sister -in all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really good. I mean, it was definitely, it was kind of cool in that way because like usually, you know, when they lived in New York, it would be like a dinner or like a holiday. It wasn't like mm. multiple day scenario where you kind of like can really get to know someone a little bit more or like they, you know, sure. even with the nieces and nephews, like interacting with them more, they kind of feel like they like actually know you versus like they're seeing you at dinner. Yeah, it's um, the it's the afternoon time. It's when you see the niece cry because she's tired, and you get to know her a little bit. You're like, oh, she's the the crier, and the and the, the little boy doesn't you know stop running around and all that stuff. You learn their personalities. Exactly, um, and yeah, I was like, I was feeling like a little unsure about how it would go, just because I haven't seen it. But it actually went really well. Mike is like pretty easygoing guy um mm. so i think none of that stuff you know kid stuff was like do you went. do you have that moment where he he's with like the nieces and nephews and you're like kind of watching him a little bit is there like a oh totally you know, like a, a coach scouting a player you're just seeing how he's gonna be in the future totally we took like three we took my sister's kids to uh their favorite dallas spot starbucks um <laughs> wait a minute and, they're like let's go like, to the box the, just the two of us. Okay. They wanted, we were like, you can go. We can. We can. We're, we were going to take them for ice cream, and they were like, we want Starbucks. I was like, <gasps> macchiatos. <Okay. laughs> they turn. They turn into Zoolander. Yeah, basically, <laughs> okay. there was like, they were like, we were like, are you sure you don't want ice cream? They're like, no, we want Starbucks. We want like the cold fruity drink from there. I'm like, okay, I guess we I'll want get a caffeine to ruin right. our parents' lives. Don't worry, not caffeinated. No, no yeah. actual coffee. They got like the lemonade shit. Gotcha. So they so they run in. So we took so Starbucks the is the new McDonald's play place. Exactly. Um, but the, we we my, Mike and I took them and it was like us and the three of them in the garden. It was like the first time we'd ever been like alone with children together. Sure. <laughs> so it was funny. <laughs> I mean, some of them are like there were there are like three like uh, seven and eight. Yeah. Well, seven so and eight was, are kind yeah, of on autopilot. Are like fine. Um, 
But it was funny. I was like, guys, did you know this is our first time with just us with kids? And they were like scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't crash the car. But it went well and it was nice to see he's like, you know, taking care of the kids. Very seems like into them. It was both. But it was also kind of weird because like you're not exactly sure it's just how much attention they need until someone's like trying to run across the parking lot. Totally. But um, yeah, it was nice. And it was actually you- it's funny. I've been meaning to talk about this for a bit. Because I do feel like, I mean, I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I kind of feel like I'm like, I'd always been like an anxious stater. Sure. And I, that was true with Mike. And that was true, especially in the beginning. But it's funny, like, I think COVID has really like transformed my attachment system from like anxious to secure. Do you think, well, well let me hit you back on that one. Do you think mm-hmm. it's also that like, you know, it's like that old saying of like, um, it's all hard until it isn't type of thing. Like it's all, uh, you know, when it's the right person, it's always easy. Like, is there a no, part I of that? No, I don't believe in that. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I believe in that to the, in the extent of like, I actually do believe in these attachment styles and the fact that mm. like, if someone is secure, they will make you feel more secure and you will in turn then be like a better partner because it's i mean it's funny i was thinking about like because even after we moved in i still sort of had that anxiety i was still kind of like on edge about like how how into me is he how like uh i'm going you know for I mean? milk like, we, and then is he coming back is he coming back yeah. is, and i remember at the beginning of covid being like oh wow like um like he's not going into work i was like this is gonna be great we're gonna be like forced to, like you know what i mean like it's just the two of us like so sure. uh and like my and part of that was like relaxing to my anxiety and now that it's been like over a year i really feel like i feel very secure with the situation he can go back he can go anywhere like i do <laughs> feel like it's been almost like so intensely talk about aversion therapy like wired into me that he's here and not going anywhere that i do feel like at ease and i don't I almost feel like he's fully changed my attachment style to the point where like if it didn't work out ever like I would be I would go back into the dating world more secure. Well, is that a confidence thing? That's why as you're talking about this, I'm like, do you feel more confident in yourself? And is that due to like having a loving partner like or is that due to like where the fuck is he going to go? You know, like, it's right. like, is there, like, I think is there it's a little bit of, of both. I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. And then when you feel more confident, you're less annoying, which then in turn makes the relationship better. Do you know what Stronger. I mean? Like, yeah, because like it is, I can imagine to anyone eventually a little bit of a, a turn off in some ways to have someone who like you feel like anxiously needs you at a certain point or another to where you're no. like, it might make you be like, all right, I need more space. Whereas like if the other person's like, I'm going to go do my thing again it gives you that chance to like be like oh i miss this person and this person has this whole other life without me and like it's almost nice i think in a relationship to feel like both people like love being with each other but could also be like totally fine alone yeah i i think like there's a lot of people listening that are like praying for the day like they're everyone's kind of there's a lot of people that like Especially they're da- they're single, they're dating, they're they're going out into this scene of sorts or wherever they are, and they're they're like, get me to that. I'm so sick of all the other shit. Right, and I really don't. I mean, I, to what you said in the beginning, like I do. Obviously, like if you're with someone who's secure, if you're with someone who has a healthy view of a relationship, it definitely helps you get there. But I don't think it's like, oh, this when you find this person, you'll be like not anxious immediately because again, sure. like I'm saying, like we were living together, and I still had like 
a little bit like it gets better periodically. But now, I mean, we've been together almost four years. I do feel like that part of me has changed. But I think it's a little bit what, what you said about like feeling more confident, but also just being with someone who I'm like, okay, like this feels like right and not like high high highs and low lows. Totally. Here's another question I would have is, do you think part of it is now that wedding planning is happening and mm -hmm. he's a part of those conversations? It's not like he's like, yeah, 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 whatever you do, you know, like I, I like like that must right. like there's an excitement towards the wedding where it's like I would assume because that's coming up, you're like, oh, we're working together on something that is about our relationship, not just me being like. Hey, let's do, come on. We're going to my, you know, my sister's place. You know, like it's not, is that part of it? You think? Yeah, totally. I feel like that the engagement definitely, I mean, I guess I didn't even really talk about that. That definitely helps like, and the, and the planning itself definitely helps that feeling of like, oh, we're like a team. We're in this. We're both like excited and committed to it. And like, there is none of that, like question it. Like, do you know what I mean? On both ends of like, is it happening? Is it not happening? Yeah. Or like, is it, are we fully in or are we not? Um, and that's definitely, again, like it's, it's like a team thing now. It feels Absol like that more. And, and there's more teamwork. I would assume like, it's just like, sometimes I think like if you're dating or you're in like a one year relationship, whatever, you're like, we do things together, but we're not working on anything. We're not on like hammering on a, we're not like creating a shed in the backyard together. Like, you know, like right. the, the shed becomes like the, you know, the shed meaning the wedding or the engagement parties or the invitations. That kind of is like this teamwork thing where you're like, this is how we operate as a as a couple as opposed totally. to where are you from? Where are you from? You know, like first date, second date shit. Yeah, it's interesting how like the stages of a relationship evolve. But then I remember even when talking to him about getting married way before we were engaged, he and we were talking about like what it what it would mean to, to us to get married. And I was kind of like, well, like I want, you know, someone to like raise my kids with and like have a, you know, full life with. And he was like, I think that's important. But I think it's also important that like eventually because eventually your kids do move out. And it's MT just it's kind of like you go back to like like you said, like it's just the two of you. What's the next thing? Sure. And there is a sense of like I would imagine for a lot of couples, they eventually kind of like lose that a bit or the yeah, kids uh, move out and there's like what we're not working on the kids getting the kids into college they're like out on their own now it's you and me and like do we still like each other sure the distractions are gone and it's like you know those are hard conversations and someone might say like well you're young that's a while away but it's like having those now like i would say that's got to be a great thing that's got to be a healthy thing yeah, it's it's funny and it's it is it's definitely healthy and it's definitely different than the way I've thought because my parents are divorced and have been mm. divorced a bunch of times. So I'm like, I don't even know anyone who's gotten to that stage, but it sounds like <laughs> a nice problem to have. <laughs> Meanwhile, his parents have been married like for a while. So I think he like has when he's looking at things and how they evolve, he's kind of like how do I want it to look compared to that? And I'm like, Oh, like you, I never even got to that level. So I've yeah. never even thought that far ahead, but it was interesting <laughs> to kind of make me made me think about it that way, which was yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Cause I, I definitely have that in my mind as well with my parents still together. Like I'm like, Oh, you know, like when was it, when was it in my view, easy versus hard for them? Like I, I, if I had to speak for them and yeah, that's like, those are the pressure points of a relationship. Like, 
beginning and then 18 years as Kanye <laughs> once said and then it's like uh oh us two again you know yeah I think it's it's very interesting um and it feels it definitely feels like the secure thing feels like nice and like calming it definitely is like it doesn't feel like party like the part like you know what I mean the highs of a party we, we talk a lot about like how exciting this time in the world is for dating you know on this podcast we're like it's opening up you're vaccinated dates are coming summertime you know like there's a lot of people like having that and it's like you know you're in a relationship you go no we're doing good <laughs> you know like it's like yeah. you know there, there's good and bad to all those things but that, that's 100 like percent. you know that's a fun thing too yeah and that's life i mean i think it's <laughs> I mean, there's the Chris Rock thing. It's like single and lonely or married and bored. Yeah. And we're not, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, we're not bored yet. We have a lot of like fun, exciting shit coming up, but I do understand like how it could get there. So listen, it's something, it, you know, it, it's different. I mean, listen, I'm happy for your love. I'm happy you enjoyed the family. I've been spending the last week sitting in a dark room, staring at the wall. Well, um Enya plays so at least <laughs> one of us is happy no <laughs> I, I i don't think that's the, i think that no, you're uh, I, i'm kidding i i um i definitely have uh have i'm excited for the summer like it's uh and i gotta say to the audience thank you all i mean i've been doing shows around new york city i mentioned like how the clubs are opening people are coming out like groups and I got a full calendar coming up. Can I can I talk about that for course, two seconds before? Yeah. But but also people, if you're listening right now, keep sending in your emails. Today is a quick hits episode. The response to the first one was so exciting and fun that we're doing it again. We got twenty. Qu what did we call it the first time? Do we have a name L for it? The lightning round, I think. Lightning round. Do we call it the lightning round or? Okay. We're doing 20 questions, 20 dating questions. We got them right in front of us. We're going to get to them in a second. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Like, Jordana, are you meeting people in these streets? I, I'm, I'm getting people coming up to me. It, it feels like the podcast is bigger than ever, but that doesn't really mean your job is done, listener. Mr. Listener, Miss Listener, Mrs. Listener, Mrs. Mr. You know, whatever listener you are, they, them, listener. Keep spreading the word. Keep pushing it out. Keep letting people know. Make it your Instagram story because it is the time of year for this podcast, especially an episode like today. We have, you know, so many great, you know, quick hit questions here. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think you're out on the streets more than I am, so you probably get get a better feel. But the it's funny. After I met you for that, me and Mike met you for that drink, um, someone someone uh on the street after I, we left you actually oh really said something about the podcast which was so nice it's really really nice and it's like the greatest compliment in the world when someone says they love the show so keep spreading the word give that gift to somebody else so this is the perfect show to put your brain in the shelf a lot of long road trips coming up summer tr uh, trips this is like kind of the, the time of year people kind of get into our show again or or Tell, or say, oh, I found you over the summer. But um, I have shows coming up. Can I read this Please let, let the audience know, because I always know they want to see your shows. They want to find out where to find you. So and give us the rundown. And where can they go if they forget? Bring the group chat. These jokes are for everybody. We I talk about dating. I talk about food, body issues, The Bachelor, uh, sex, all this stuff. It's all on the table. You know, I talk about, you know, 
you know, current events. Yeah, that's right. I get I get current. So listen, all of these dates can be found on my website, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Okay. Tacoma. I'm coming there the the June 10th through the 12th. Tacoma, Washington. So Seattle, Tacoma area. And also, if I don't name your town, please don't message me. Come to Denver. Yes, Denver's left off his list. If you want me to come to where you are, message your local comedy club because you're the reason I get to go do these shows because they know there's an audience that will come. So message the local comedy club. Love the number. So Tacoma, Washington uh, on the 10th of June to the 12th. And then uh, the rest of these are a little farther out. So I'll just read the names. Red Bank, New Jersey, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Atlantic City, New Jersey, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Mohegan Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, Chicago, that I'm doing a week of shows there. They're already sold out. You guys are crazy. That's awesome. Austin, Texas, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Dallas, Texas. Boston is kind of my reschedule from 2020. So there might not be a lot of tickets left, but I'm coming to Boston in the fall and then Dallas. And then added to this is going to be D.C., New York. Uh, those links are coming. And Buffalo, I think, is coming, too. So listen, jaredfree.com, if you want to come out to a show, bring the group chat. Let's get it going. Let's have some fun. It's a party. So, Jordan, you got anything to push out there? So, guys, we have a new podcast that is coming out. It has it is a if you like quick hits. Um, it is our brand new daily pop podcast called Pop Alarm. It's out now. Uh, Dylan Hafer, who runs the Bravo Batches account and does the podcast, is hosting it. Um, basically, every morning, it's like five minutes. It's all the pop culture news you want. It's a great, like, if you like this show, you like putting your brain on a shelf, five minutes a day, get the updates so you know what your friends are talking about. Um, and follow Pop Alarm on Apple Podcasts or Spotify now so you don't miss an episode. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It 
has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Are we ready to do some quick hits? You ready? I'm ready. Lightning round. So these we got are fun. These are fun. 20 questions. You guys submitted these on the you up podcast account. Um, so if you have any of these and you want to do them, we're probably going to do them like once a month because it seems like you guys really like them. So we're if you follow the account at you up pod, you can submit them for the next round. Um, and these are great questions. Love it. So you want me to read the first one? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. I'm a very family oriented person and close with mine. And my boyfriend is not. Are we doomed? <laughs> doomed to end our relationship. It's got very uh, serious stories. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Jordan? Are they doomed? Um, I don't think they're doomed necessarily. It depends, mm. like the extent. I think all the. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't. These aren't questions where we have like a ton of nuance in them. But mm. I think it would depend on like what is this person's threshold for hanging out with someone else's family? Are you okay with you maybe just hanging out with your family more? Or do you want that other person to be super involved? Like, I think it depends how much people are willing to meet in the middle for this kind of thing. It's, it's, you're definitely not doomed. Let's start at this. I think this is actually to me, like, again, we don't have a lot of nuance, but to the situation, but like, if you're trying to like bring two people together, this is to me this sounds like a great situation. There's always the A and B grandparent. You know, there's like <laughs> right. Do you know, do you have the A grandparents in your mind? My A and B grandparents growing up switched. So I at one point it was like my mom's side of the family. I was like so pumped to go see them. But actually, as far as my favorites. It, it kind of like switched over time, like where, where. But I would say, as far as who we hung out with, like there was an A grandparent and the B grandparent. There's oh, no I see question. what you're saying. So yeah. you're saying it's almost a good thing because, like, you get to have the A grandparent, and the other person won't be like competing for that like alpha grandparent role. Absolutely. Like, as far as t- there's only so much time, so you get. And as far as like holidays, so let's say this person's like, you know, dealing with like let's say there's four holidays a year, no matter who you are or where your background is, you know, that you have to go home for something. Well, now, you know, maybe you get three out of four. You know, maybe you get to like, cause she says, she, or they say, I'm not, I don't know who they are, but I, I'm very family oriented person. Oh, and my boyfriend. So I'm assuming, maybe, I guess I shouldn't assume, but I'm just saying, um, the, you know, they go home. They like being with their family if they're super family oriented. So, the the only issue that comes up is this person, are they a person who doesn't like family stuff at all? That's the difference, right? Not or like they your just family not like isn't their the thing. own family. Yeah, my family. Yeah. You could, if this guy was like, yeah, my family's junk, but like you're fucking everyone here is great. Isn't that the perfect situation? That is the perfect situation. Right? It's actually, a better situation than you're both super family oriented and like 
that becomes competitive. My only question is like, what if she's like, I'm super family oriented in that like, I need to have dinner with my parents once a week or I call my mom every day. And like this person is kind of like, I don't really want to see your family every week. Well, I would, I, I think that for, if it's, I call my mom every day and they have a problem with that, then that person, you're never going to get along with that person. I, I just can't like, I can't see someone being like, get off the phone with her. Like that's insane. Um, but I could see, you know, we, I, I do family like, like Italian family, Sunday sauce. Every Sunday I go back, you know, there, there could be a version of that where someone's like, I go back every Sunday. I think you have to like, I, if the other person was like, and the yeah, other person's I, like Sunday is when I watch football and I'm not going to your mom's house. That's a tough one because the, it's like the Sunday sauce thing. You're like, that's a part of your culture. Like I'm not, I don't have that with my family, but like, that's a part of like what makes you, you and comfortable and, if you enjoy it, if that's like the most favorite thing that you do on a weekly basis, then that's not a family thing. That's a you and them thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably what it comes down to. Like if you really love that and making that part of your like day to day thing, and it's like a huge part of that and the other person, isn't it? You could, you could replace family with any other hobby or thing that someone likes that the other person is less into. Yeah, abs- absolutely. <laughs> like, like I, I enjoy going away with my family, even as a 30, like I can go on my own vacations, right? But as right. a 36-year-old man, I do like the dynamic of my family on a vacation, even though it feels a little ridiculous that I'm with my mommy and daddy at a, you know, at a hotel. But we do have a fun time together. Like, that is an important thing to That's me. That's nice, yeah. But, but, but I could see how someone would be like, well, I do my vacations differently. And I would go... Okay, well then that's a little bit of a different conversation. That's that's different than you know, I don't like my family but yours is cool, you know? Like I I think right. they have to understand that. Yeah, and I think it 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 comes down to like how 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 far apart are you on this? How much tolerance does the other person have for it? How into totally. it are they? Cuz you do want someone if you're cl- that close to your family, you do want someone who's like kind of like down into hanging out with them and not like, I guess I'll go, but like, I really don't want to. That's the most important part of this whole conversation. You nailed it. Are they fun and energetic in the setting once they get there? You know, like it's like I, there was a certain age where I had to come to the conclusion of don't do work. You are like, uh, don't accept like as an entrepreneur myself, I, as a comedian, there were these jobs. I would say yes to everything. And then I'd get to the job and I'd be like, not great because I'd be like, kind of why did I do this? The money's not great. And it's like, now if there's a, like, if someone's like, Hey, can you roast my dad for his birthday? Like I get that. <laughs> I, like it's like, I, I've gotten that email before and I'm like, Okay, I don't want to roast your dad for his birthday. Like, genu- genuinely, I don't. Like, right. as far as, like, that's not why I got into comedy to, you know. For free. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for free. Well, I, I didn't get into comedy to make fun of Harold Goldstein. But I did get into comedy to make a living. So what I would say, to the, like, if someone's like, hey, do you want to come to roast my dad on his birthday? I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it for an obscene amount of money. Like it would be like it's right. an amount of money that makes me happy to be there. 
this is the, the comparison of your family is like, you know, if, if if they're not excited to go to your family events, then they're going to be miserable and they're not going to do a good job at being in the your fi- family dynamic. Yeah, I agree. Let's do another. Let's you ready? Do, I'm ready. How much to text between first, second, third dates? I remember um, back in the day asking my therapist this very question. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and he was like, well, how much do you like texting between dates? And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's like it is. It was a good question because it was like he's like, there's no like right answer for that. He's like, some people like not texting at all between sure. dates. I'll see you then. And some people like texting like every day, nonstop. It's really like, do what do you like? Text them that much. If that's way off for them, you're not going to be a match. And if you, and if they're kind of in line or like within twenty degrees of that, like you'll figure out a good rhythm. Yeah, I, I I'm with your therapist. Like it, it's funny that like the person who what the person doesn't realize they're actually saying when they say how much to text between first, second, third date, um, and then the therapist comes back and goes, "How much do you like to text?" When you ask that question, you're basically saying, I like to text as much as they like to text. Whatever they like, I like. And it's like, that is, you are going to be fucking miserable the rest of your life. If you live in a world of whatever they like, I like, then you're fucked. You're fucked in this whole relationship thing. And it's like, I know people are looking for rules because they don't want to hear this person's not my match or this person's turning me down. They're protecting their emotions. Or they want to sign like, what is the sign that he likes me? Sure. And that's again, if he likes me, I like him. And it's like you are doomed because I know a lot of these people are not operating that way. And if you're dealing with someone who's not operating that way and they're doing whatever the fuck they want, then that's when you end up getting the name of this podcast. You get a you up text like that's when you get because that person goes, oh, they're they're down for any time I text, (laughs) you know, so I'll be like you up, you know, because I can get away with it. Like you have to. This lands in the land of you're letting people get away with anything they want without your taste involved at all. Right. Because you're doing whatever it takes to win. And then by the time you win, the person doesn't even know you because you're just doing whatever you think they would like. Yeah. And then the one time you say something, they go, well, what, what, what's this? <laughs> you know, now, and, totally now, agree. and then you get mad at them because you go, oh, am I not allowed to have an opinion? And it's like, well, you've never had one till this day. <laughs> <laughs> right I, you're under the impression you're dating a different person a- absolutely a- a- like here's here's the other thing you get done with the first date and and you're not excited to text that person then what do you what's your goal here like i i, I think that like what this question also comes up in in the land of i had a good time not a great time you know <laughs> like right like, hey, uh, like if you have nothing to even reference the next day after a first date, then what was talked about? Do do you have things to like be like? Two well, I think about, it's kind. You know? I think it's kind of like um, a lot of people, a lot of women, sort of think like if it, at least for the first few dates, if the guy had a good time, he'll be like texting you a lot. So like, what is the sign if he, if he's not texting you at all or he texts you like two days later, something like random or if he's not like super talkative, does that mean that he didn't have a good time? So I do understand that thought process of I, like, I thought we had a good time, but like, I'm not really sure how to interpret 
I understand that thought process, but here's the problem with that thought process. And, and this is also to like encourage people to just text as much as they want um, is because the guy who wants to fuck you also will text you a lot, you know, <laughs> after a date. <laughs> so like, right. you know, so and that's a hard truth to hear. And that's kind of icky. But like, the you know, that guy the next day is like, hey, what's the plan this weekend? Now you're in what's the plan this weekend mode. And it's like. Well, I'll be out Saturday night. Like that guy's texting a lot too. You know, like you have to be more okay with what you like. There is, did I feel good after the date? And did I feel good with the communication between the date? Both of those are reasons to end the dating process with somebody. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like there's a lot of emphasis placed on like early in the game dating of like, just wait around and like, he'll let you know if he's interested. And I, that was the message I think that I internalized when dating. And I don't think that's the right message. I think the right message is you be your, I mean, it sounds fucking cheesy, but like you be yourself text as much as you would text anyone that you had like a great encounter with. And if the sure. other, like you'll find out sooner if the person's not into, into you than just like taking whatever bits or scraps of text <laughs> attention that you're given. Yeah. And I think this also lands in the, in, like there's another part of this where it's like, you know, someone can be a good first date and never be your second date. Yeah. And I think you have to start being okay with not chasing after people and chase, and you have to be okay with chasing after feelings. So like when you chase after people, well, he was so great on the first date and now he's so busy. I get it. And he has meetings and, and that's what people do because they go, well, because he's the guy that was good on the first date. He might not be a good second date. And, and at this point, if you're chasing after this person to make a second date, they're not a good second date. That's a good point. Also, you know, yeah, uh, let's keep keep it rolling. Yeah, let's do it. All right. How do I get okay. better at knowing what I need from a partner and communicating? This is one of those abstract ones that I'm like, um, why don't they make a list of what they need? Like, I, I, I think like a lot of times, like what I need from a partner. Like, how do I get better at knowing what I need from a partner? How about be more annoying? Like, and whenever you think you're being annoying, you're actually telling someone what you're lacking. Well, what I would say is not only be annoying, but pay attention to when you are annoyed. Mm. Right. And it's an internal feeling. So if you're dating someone and, and I had, I'll use an example that I had when dating, I was dating this guy and he was always late, like constantly late. And I remember feeling like kind of annoyed, but I was like, I don't know if I should say anything like I want to be cool, like blah, sure. blah, blah. Like and it, but it was this internal feeling of like, I'm irritated, but I'm just trying to not say yeah. anything. <laughs> um, and I think that's a good sign. That's like almost if you're if you're saying like, how do I know what she's how do I know how do I get better at knowing what I need? If something's irritating you, if you're, you're- one of your needs is not being fulfilled. And then, you know and then I mean? it's taking a moment to figure out what that is. And instead of saying, I'm mad at you or, or being pissy, like what that right. always goes down the road of like, oh, re- like, like sassy texts. And it's like, OK, that's a childish way to do it. You know, there's another way to do yeah. it. Where you go. I and I think like concentrating on the thing, like what you just said, like lateness, you're like, you're late. I don't like like it's pretty simple. But a lot of people leave out the thing. And it's like right. someone he's either not going to be late it again about or, a bigger thing. 
totally. Like because my brother does that to me sometimes. Like it's like if like I fuck up with him, he'll be like, eh, always lazy. Like when we live together, my brother and I, he'd be like, always lazy. I'm like, no, no, no. Tell me the thing so that I can do the thing. I want to. Don't make right. this about you know my my aura. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's why you have to make it about the thing and how when they what they do when they do the thing, how that makes you feel. So totally. and you can do that. And someone's like, well, I don't have the right to do that. We just started dating. I remember I'd gone on three dates with this person. And then sure. again, while dating, I remember I asked my therapist, I'm like, I don't I'm having trouble expressing my needs in a relationship. Mm. And like this is happening. And the advice he gave was like the next time you see him, he's late. You say, hey. A lot of the times when you're late, it makes me feel like you're not like prioritizing the date and it makes me not as excited about the date. Mm. Um, so like. That's perfect. I'm just letting, yeah, I'm just letting you know that like I'm, I'm he, we're here, like I'm excited to ha- like I'm, I'm down to have a good time and like I'm into it. But I'm just letting you know when you do that, it, it doesn't make me feel great. Boom. And then you see if they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. A lot of people have people want like, I mean, the word closure I mean, women throw that around. It is like women love closure. And part of that, what you just said, you're like, they well, they might be late next time or they might not. And then you have to make a decision on how much that annoys you. And <laughs> that kind of open tab of, 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 of life it really bothers people. And it's like sometimes you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think as, the best thing you can do is tell the person as soon as you, as soon as you feel it, how you feel because then you waste less of your time if they're not willing to yeah you know meet you in the middle and that, and the same could be said of anything you know when you wait three when i don't hear from you for when i ask you a question you don't answer for three hours makes me feel like you're not that interested like mm. you can say any of those things as long as you're saying them in like a positive upbeat way the sooner you you may actually think like by not saying anything you're cool and you'll get further along but you'll get further along with someone who still has those annoying habits and they don't usually get better Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you're just you're you're basically just allowing the dog to pee in the house, you know, like right. And then blaming the dog <laughs> for being the kind of the kind of dog that does that when it's like yeah. <laughs> no, how about you let them know it's the peeing in the house and train it a little bit better. Yeah. Agreed. Let's do another. Is right person, wrong time, legit? Just broke up with a long-distance girlfriend, but want future in future. I don't know what that means, want future in future, but... He wants a future in the future. So he wants to be together in the future, but he's... Well, I, I think that's... Then don't break up. I mean, like, I... If if you... I... What do you think? Is Is right person, wrong time, legit? I think timing is a thing in relationships. I think it's like you could be. I think sometimes people are not in a posi- in a position where they want to be selfish and do their own thing. And like I'd say be selfish as if it's a bad thing. But being there's nothing inherently wrong with being selfish as long as you're not. Pretending to someone that that you're going to be otherwise like, you know, what I mean, you yeah. don't have kids. You're like free, like whatever. I think there's a lot of guys that. If I met now, I would probably like be more into or, or be. I, but that was really more about being like how attracted to them I'd be based on like the time I was in my life. I don't know if there's anyone more like I was like, I would commit to you more at a different time. Is that a guy thing? Do you think it's it's somewhat male? Um, 
I think it. Yeah, it is. I think like a lot of guys are like, you know, kind of obsessed with like their standing and what can they, uh, you know, like the math of it. Can I afford to move on in life? Can I get to the next mm-hmm. step? But I, I also think this is said at the end of relationships and very rarely said when someone shows back into your life. Like, like, I, what do you mean? So is right, right person, wrong time is said as things are ending. So that that person can hold on to you as kind of like um, uh, as kind of like a, a worst case scenario. And when people come back in your life, it's usually like, oh, my ex um, is coming back and the guy like matches you with you on hinge or something. And you go and people are like, was it just the right right person? Wrong time. Is this a time? It's like that guy doesn't message you on like send you a text that that, that day you match on hinge going listen, it was the wrong time for me. Now is the right time and you are the one. Like, I think that has to be said when you're coming back to someone and not as you're leaving someone. Yeah, I could agree. That's also the only time it matters. Yeah, that, right? exactly. Like, people say it on the, that's on when the way it's out. actionable. Totally. And, and on the way out, they're doing it to soften the breakup. They're doing it to be like, oh, no, you know, maybe this is just the wrong time. And then so one person's left there going, Okay, so I guess I'll just wait here then. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, it's almost I'll be more. Here it's like it's kind of rude to say to someone on the way out because it's totally. like, wait for me, kind like maybe, and I'll see how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm. That's why at the beginning of it, I said then you should not break up. Like you want them in the future. Well, then you have to go through kind of the tough times that are existing now to like have that future together or to guarantee that future with you. And when you let them go. You're basically saying, get out there, kid, and, you know, what will be will be. is is To me, what will be will be is a more apt, you know, stupid saying than right person, wrong time. Right. I agree. I think this is an okay thing to say, though, if you're coming back and you're like, oh, Isn't, like, you know, I remember we did have a really good time. I feel like we weren't in the place in our lives to fully commit to each other, or at least I wasn't. But, like, now I feel it's different. It's actually more vulnerable. When you say it on the way out, you're just taking away the vulnerability of having to end something with someone. And then when you say it on the way in, you're taking away the, you know, you're give, you're being vulnerable enough to be turned down. Hey, now is the right time for me. And then they go, well, too bad. I'm married with kids. See ya. You know? Yeah. You like leave yourself open to rejection, which is, I think, how you should come up, come back Every time anyone who yes. breaks up with someone, if they're coming back, needs to do that. Otherwise, it's like. I think it's like a shitty move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you been? That's not getting rejected. Hey, I've been thinking about us a lot over the last year, and I really think that we should reconnect and I'd like to take you out for drinks. Totally different. Right. Hellos. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can't tell you the amount of guys who are like when you're like, well, why would you text me? And then they're like, <laughs> well, we had a good time. <laughs> I don't know. You're fun. I always fun. thought we had fun together. <laughs> I always thought we had fun together is always the line. Yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, let's do another. Dating apps. Right. Keep pics similar or show the spectrum. Fresh face, full glam, every day, etc. This is a um, very funny question to me. Yeah, I think... Well, I, I, I'm interested to hear the male perspective because I would say, yeah, I think that's I think it's nice to give variety. But as as long as you're being like you're showing your 
full face regardless or your like your full body or your full like whatever you're dealing with like show as much of yourself as possible so if you have different looks show them all or it's i don't know it's what do you so think? funny to me to think of a guy going well i like her fresh face look her full glam little too glam for me but i'm gonna go on the date anyways like the idea that a man is looking at your profile with such depth um well you know it, to me like, i've heard guys know be like glam. she wears way too much makeup that is totally true um, I've heard that before too, but I've never heard this idea of like, well, I'm just happy she gave me the full spectrum of faces that I'm going to be <laughs> dealing with. Like, I, I just don't, I don't think, it, I, I think for what you would, a lot of women have to realize with these dating apps is you're dealing with animals. You're dealing with a gross animal and the gross animal is swiping very quickly. Sometimes he looks into the app, but a lot of times it's whap, 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 whap. So that first picture has to be bright, smiley, fun. No glasses. That first picture has to be a full you. Whatever that you is. I don't know. We taught we we used to have, you know, the the no makeup makeup look, like <laughs> whatever that is. Um yeah. we had the sponsor. The glossier I, look. The glossier look. Whatever that is for you, whatever you're most comfortable in, I I think is the best way to go. But I the, I, I think it's like to me, it's not about your fresh face, full glam. It's first picture. It's totally it's just you bright, beautiful, fun. Second picture. It's you again. Maybe you're out. Maybe it's you in a dress. Maybe <laughs> still you <laughs> still you. I need you. Yeah. Third picture. Now we can get into fun zone. Fourth picture. Maybe a family. Maybe we're back in fun zone. Fifth picture. You know, I, I think I think like also staying away um, or I don't know. Yeah, that would be that would be my thought on it. I agree. And if you I mean, I think that if, if those if we're running the, the spectrum of fresh face, full glam, I don't really know what the difference between fresh face and every day is. But mm. I think if you feel like that represents you well. Sure. Yeah. Also, what would you know, like I think also like the thing with pictures on dating apps is it's gotta be, you have to be comfortable with that being you. If you go on a date and you're like, oh, I hope they don't notice that I don't look like that. Like if you're not confident that you look like the pictures, it's in your head, not theirs as much as it'll be more in your head. So I think as getting as close to like who you are right now will be, that's the move. Do you think it's better to undersell? Like, um, or do you want, like, would you put the best picture you've ever taken up on an app or would you put like I take a lot of pictures that look a lot like this one a more immature me would put a better like the best picture I've ever taken first a 36 year old me would put up like the most realistic picture I, I want to be on the date with someone that's like excited to be there probably undersell I, I don't have the confidence right. to oversell I think slightly I, undersell is almost the move it's like when you put a house on the market and you put it like a little bit below like it would be appraised and then you create like a bidding war you want the bidding war yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm for that too and it, it's more like a lot of this is like uh, a lot of these looks conversations these pictures conversations get mired in what the person on the other side thinks this is for your confidence like I want to go on a date yeah. where I'm like super confident that I know that person is is going to be happy they're there like I want that confidence 
Totally. And I think the most, the more act, the more like true to what you actually are, look like, act like anything like you can be on the first few dates, the more of your time you're saving. Totally. Because it all totally. comes out. So, like it, it, that's sort of, we've been talking about that in a few of these questions. It comes out. Let's do another one. Graceful way to tell coworkers you're dating another coworker. So Jordana, you are the, the, the COC, the chief of content of a major corporation. How would you say is the best appropriate way to say you're dating another? Co- like, well, how would you want it in your office? Right. I mean, we haven't really had, to my knowledge, I don't know anyone who's <laughs> dated within my office. Um, but I think but you must really have dep- training in that. Like, don't you guys have to have like some sort of like meeting? Yeah, about that? I think it depends on like, is it your um is it your superior is it the kind of thing that needs to be like legally told is it someone Mm. else in the office i would say generally having written a book on (laughs) workplace um practices that are optimal is to be as like to say it when it's necessary but to not make it like a thing sure because you want to be seen as professional so i would make it on a need-to-know basis and like be as cool as you can be in the <laughs> yeah. actual office. Yeah, don't, don't go around like taking like being like, yeah, so uh, taking like one finger, putting it through like a ring finger and like, yeah, we're, right. <laughs> we're like, you know, it's not high school. That, that PDA episode of The Office where she's like sitting on his lap <laughs> <laughs> at the meeting. Or when they go to the um, my they go to the uh, what's it called? The, the dinner party and he has her send. He, she has him sign the contract for legal that they're dating, oh, yeah. and he's like a love contract. Oh, lo- yeah, love contract. I, I, to me, like you go legal first. That would be the smartest. Right. It way depends on your company's policy. I would check that out, yeah. and then, um, in terms of like telling your friends who are coworkers, people that you're friendly with, I would again kind of like say it as it's necessary, and then like don't make it weird. Yeah, and discuss it with your partner, too. Like, I, I think that's the first step is like, hey, how are we? I think the, the open-ended questions are really good sometimes. And for this, it's like, hey, how are we handling this at the office? You good say call. that to, to your partner. You agree upon and, and a uniform. You got to have a uniform stance. You got to have, and, and uh, how are we doing this? Okay, I, you know, he's going to say, I'm going to tell Dave and Rick because I'm really close with them. Um, and you were like going to say, I'm going to tell Lisa and Rachel and cause I'm close with them beyond that. However it gets right. out, it gets out. Like it, or he it, might it, say, let's not tell anyone until we know more about like what this is. Totally. Cause I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to like be hooking up for two weeks and then tell everyone like, cause it makes, <laughs> I think if you, if you do a lot of that stuff, it can make you seem a little unprofessional or a little bit like not serious about your job. Yeah. You're treating, you know, you're treating the office like it's a high school cafeteria. You know, right. like that's a little bit like it can get that way. Agreed. Okay. How important is it to be pursued by a guy? Um, I think it's important, but I think this like this whole pursued by a guy, like when I hear this question, like I think of like other, you know, dating, you know, gurus you see in like Cosmo or some shit. It's like, you got to be chased or you're not going to be the cow that's on his farm. Like, I don't know what the saying would be, but like, I I think kind of the stance of this podcast that we've said a lot is like, 
you know, the whole standard thing. Like, I think your standards should be pursued, not you. So, like, like I, I think, like, after a first, like, the first date example. You go on a first date, and you're like, I had a really good time. I want to go on a second date. And then the guy says, what are you up to this weekend? And you're like, ah, I got hanging with friends. And he's like, well, I'll be out. Like, we should hang. And you have the right to go, well, I'm, I'm kind of got my thing with my friends, but I'd love to do a second date. Like, right. Some people would hear we should hang and they just give up on the whole thing. Like, I don't think that's really like that someone has given up on pursuing you. I think that that guy's a guy in a world of millions of options who's just playing that guy game. You can let him know that's not the game you are playing, and I'm looking for a second date, but if that's not what you want, like, totally cool, have fun this weekend. And he's going to chase that standard or not. But, like, I think that's where the pursuit comes in. I think people get into that I got to be pursued thing too early on and too kind of like it goes back to that, like, how many times should I text? Like, if it's not seven times, he doesn't pursue you. Like, I think it gets too caught up in that conversation. Yeah, or if you're texting someone, you know, if if someone's not texting you and you feel like you're texting them and you don't feel like you're into it, that's a sign that like you're maybe not that compatible or you don't like their texting style or it doesn't make you feel good. So I think it's okay to look at that and say like something that's kind of like, oh, this person doesn't like me could mean like I don't feel good. This person doesn't make me feel good about um, this dating situation or like myself or whatever. That's the best point. It's not do they like me? Do I feel good talking to them? You know, like, right. do I feel good? Not do they like me? I think is like, it fun? Yeah. Th- yeah, this is it's a perspective change. And like, listen, that takes that's hard to like easier said than done. Like, no, you know, we're sitting here on, you know, on the mountain, you know, giving off these pieces of advice. And it's just hard. You know, like we understand that. Right. Yeah. And I you think, um, again, if you're going to get rejected, better to say something sooner. Totally. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. 
Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. How to tell him he kisses with his teeth. That's a tough one. I would just say, um, I love it when you do this and then like do what you do like. That's hard in a kissing scenario. It's easier when they're going yeah. down on you because you're like, <laughs> you know, because you can like you can use your mouth. You can use your words and on a kiss. It's hard. No, it is tough to say that. I think if it's like gone on for like a good enough time i think you could try it's a tough one because like if you're i think you could still try it though it might be more awkward sure i think you could say like hey i'd love it like why don't you like move your lips like this like i love it when people when people (laughs) people people do that when i'm out there making out on a daily basis I like it. Here's how I like it done. <laughs> I there's a couple options that are I mean just to be like make a horse noise when they come at you with their teeth like <laughs> you're like oh look at a horsey coming in strong. Would make them feel confident in getting back in there. <laughs> or you go in with your teeth. Now you smash teeth. It's going to hurt a bit. <laughs> you you smash teeth and then you go, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um are we teething?" Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, this is really hard because you basically it's not about their teeth. It's like you have to retrain them how to kiss. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. I just saying I like it like this, like or like I love it when you do that. It's usually the most encouraging way to do it. Part of it's this tough, could be, it's tougher in a make out sesh. Totally. That's the thing. Part of this could be where they're kissing. Maybe they need to kiss on a couch instead of like a street corner after getting drunk at a bar after a first date. Maybe they'll change things. And when you kiss on the couch, then maybe you straddle him and now you're more in control and you kiss on the cheek first and then you kiss and you go. And then when he comes at the teeth, you go, no, no, I'm in charge. You don't do that. Yeah, no, no. Put your finger against his lips. (laughs) No, no. Put those put those chompers away. I got it from here. Like you do one I of those. I think that's a good idea. Right? Like it's a little, like and it. it's sexy. You're in control. I think like you need, if it's a couch sit, you straddle him and then you control the kissing, um, the what's it called? The um, rhythm. The rhythm. Yeah, you're abs- absolutely. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, okay. All right. Let's do another. First date combos getting really samey. Any advice to try to get deeper without being all corny? I think you're with the wrong person. Like I, I think, if, like, 
at what point is it not your fault that the conversations are the same? Like, there's no such thing as corny. Like, there's nothing saying it's too much. Right. There's no such thing as like, like I, I. Here's the realization that we have to be in in a world where you're f- literally throwing someone's face to one side or the other um, to decide on going on dates. You're meeting people on apps. You're meeting a lot more people, especially we're leaving the houses now. You're going to go on a lot of dates with people you don't want to be with that are just fine. If you were at a party not dating, you'd meet a lot of just fine people and have very samey conversations with them too. Like, I think like leaving a date going, wow, we just talked about the same thing. That is not a deep, a person you could get deep with and that's okay. Right. But also if it's feeling super samey and you, and you want to address it, try asking more questions about the same thing. Mm. And like seeing if that person responds. Cause sometimes people like, want to get more intimate, want to tell you more things, but they're not sure that you care. So I think that could go like, if you're the person who wants to take that to the next level, you could say, Oh, like stop asking where they studied abroad and ask them like, how is your relationship with your parents? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought we were talking about Italy. (laughs) I know. I think it's kind of like if you're on a subject to like ask more questions to make like to have an interesting conversation, someone has to ask an interesting question. I, I, I'm with you. I agree. Stay on the topic. That's a great piece of advice. I have a different piece of advice. You ready? You should come in there with a full complaint about something that happened that day. I like because that. Because that's a little, that's like, if you come in just hot, you're just like, ugh, this, like I had a dog sit between my legs at a coffee shop I was at. Like the dog just like sat there and the owner like wouldn't tug at it. Like, and it, like, so the, then like I had to spend 10 minutes being like, I guess the dog's mine now. Like I had to be like dad joke land. And I was like, when does this end? It was like five minutes of the dog just in my crotch. And I was like, that would be something I would go on a date and be like, and like now you're f- seeing their feelings on tugging on a dog. Like, do they want a dog? Right. You know, like, are now you, it, should I be annoyed? Now, now it's like your personality right. coming out. Like complaining really helps things, I think. And to get in a direction that isn't corny. And so where did your parents meet? Do you have siblings? Like go in with I like, agree. a story a strong, that happened that day. A story or just like a strong opinion. Totally. Like, did you see The Bachelor last night? I fucking hate that show. Or Done. like, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Anything, Just, yeah. Strong takes, hot yeah. take date, for sure. That's what makes people interesting in either way. Even if totally. they disagree with you, I I prefer that. It'd be a nice discussion, and then maybe exactly. you're like, maybe you're like, wow, we agreed, so, we disagreed so much it got hot, or you disagreed so much that you have the you realize you weren't the match. Yeah, then you're not wasting your time on. So do you have any cousins? <laughs> <laughs> Always a good uh, one. How much space am I allowed to ask for? I want to miss him, but not pull away too much. Oy, the, I, can you tell this is written by a woman? I, <laughs> I, I want him close by, but not too close that I get too attached. What do you think, Jordana? This is. I think you can ask for however much space you want and say and caveat it with exactly what you just said you know I, well i think they have to be less worried about them not coming back like yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah say like listen like we've been hanging out a lot i like i like hanging out with you but to be totally honest like i i'm a little more independent i can use a little more space like not like i don't want you to go away but like if you're just honest with how you feel 
or also start turn. I, I don't know what level of relationship they are they're in, but like let's start turning some shit down. Like yeah, yeah. I can't do that. Um, I'm gonna do an alone night on the couch. I just need it for my for my headspace. Like if because the idea of like how much space am I allowed to ask for? Like I don't know when that comes up. You know. Right. It would have to be like the per- it would have to either come up in that way. Or by the person being like, I like, I don't want to insult you, but I, or I don't want to make you feel like I don't want to hang out, but I, Mm. I would like a night. It's important to me to have a night to like alone to myself here and there. Like, I really enjoy that. Totally. I, I, Hey, I'm going to take, get a glass of wine tonight. Like if you live together, you go, Hey, I'm going to go get a glass of wine tonight. Just need to like get my mind together for some stuff this week. I think that if someone said that to me, I'd be like, Good luck to you. And then well, if masturbating to me in the all beginning of the stage, apartment. <laughs> as, as someone who's kind of anxious, if someone said that to me in the beginning of dating, I would be like, oh, my God, they hate me. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I can see how, like, if you're dealing with someone who has anxiety, how it could be taken in a way that means more than it actually does. So I would if you feel like and only you would know if you're dealing with that kind of person. And if you mm. are, just be like, hey. Um, I love how much we've been hanging out. I do like an occasional night to myself, but don't be insulted. It has nothing to do with you. I just like, like, I definitely value my alone time. I think that yeah. would make me, as someone who's anxious, if a guy said that to me, I think I would feel better about it than he, if he was just kind of like, I'm going to do my own thing tonight. I'd be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do my own thing isn't exactly like uh, caring for the other person's feelings right. in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why um well <laughs> please I, god no <laughs> well i didn't need a night once in a while to just i don't know I, I there were there were points in like i remember just like you know when you're living with someone where you'd be like i need the headphones on to listen to a podcast to get my brain out of my head and like that's a that's an important thing you know and like Sometimes totally. you have to just take the person at their word. I would hope if you're dating someone that seriously, you should take someone at their word. If not, like, hey, this week just doesn't work. Let's do next week. And you have to be okay that, like, if they can't wait a week to see you, then maybe they don't want to see you that much. Weeks a long time, Jack. I listen. An eternity, <laughs> some would say. <laughs> is it fair for me to be annoyed when my boyfriend is emotionally slutty, never physically? Now. Jordana, what would you consider emotionally slutty? I don't I like would that. Cons- I don't like that phrase, but I don't really. Yeah, I don't like the word slutty generally. But yeah. um, I would assume it means like telling all of his like issues to another woman or another person, like sort of like revealing all of his like so, intimate feelings or intimate so like details. So you didn't assume this to be like flirting with other women. Because she says never physically, but I guess emo- like to me, like emotionally right. slutty. I, I, if she's calling flirting emotionally slutty, that is the most hilarious exchange. Is that <laughs> yeah? Is that what she means? I, yeah, it's very vague. But your interpretation of it makes more sense than than maybe flirting because emotionally slutty, like oh, he's opening up to other people and not his relationship. That would be annoying too. Right. Well, that's why I'm, I think that would be almost worse in some ways. Like, what what does physically slutty mean? Like that he's hooking up with people or that he's touching them? Like, what is that? I don't know. 
I let's let's start at he's opening up with his feelings to other women. What do you right. think? That is, you could definitely be annoyed about that. I would find yeah. that way almost worse in some, it's like an emotional affair. Yeah, that is. I mean, and also like if, what what is sacred between the couple at that point? Like what's just right. yours? Um, is, are you just anyone that will listen to him more than the other people? You know? Um, what about what Agreed. if he's like, what about if he's flirting. flirting with other people? Just um, I think there's flirting is like I feel like has such a wide spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's hard to but, like know what his hangout versus flirt is. You know, that's a right. tough thing. I try to think like if Mike were like on a bachelor party, like what would I be okay? Like if he were talking to, to girls around him, I would be fine. Mm. I think if he were like, you know, there's like levels of like, I don't know what's flirt. What is flirty? For a guy, is it like hitting on people? Like, no. Is it like is it talking to a woman? Like, yeah, like that's fine. Is it talking to a woman like sexually? Like, not fine. Is it talking to a woman like? To me, to like, me in twenty twenty one, if a number or an Instagram or a social media wasn't exchanged, then it's not. Then there's really no. Then what is that? You know, like I don't know. Right. Unless you know the person, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to a house party where there's a bunch of women there and your boyfriend goes and starts talking to other women and not you, that's not him flirting. That's him just ignoring you. Right. Like, but if he's going on a bachelor party and I don't he's know. being I, social I, and there's being you know social. I mean? like there's, yeah, I kind of agree. To trust someone. Yeah, I think it's like. It's like not I don't think it's the least healthy thing in the world for someone to go and have like a somewhat flirty conversation with someone of the opposite sex with no intention of actually hooking up with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's as a, long as and I think everyone knows what the line is and like where that would be in terms of like what's OK versus what's not OK. And like being friendly and, and talking to someone of the opposite sex, I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. And also the idea of like everyone knows. I know this guy gets like. Everyone knows the point to say, I have a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend. Right. And that does come. Sometimes it's a little bit later than than we would want to watch. Like if there was a hidden camera, <laughs> you wouldn't feel good watching it. But there's no hidden camera in life normally. And there's a point of, hey, this is I'm, I'm at the end of the road here with this. But this was nice talking to you like that can exist. Like now is yeah. it touching their leg. You know, that's what I'm saying. To, I think, yeah, I think most people have an inherent feeling inside of them as to what, when, when, what they're doing is like not really okay. But yeah, I do but, think we can't go about life saying like you should just pretend and like ignore everyone else out there and just only speak to me or your friends or like sure, because that I think almost like backfires in itself to where like you get rid of that mystery in a relationship too. Oh, absolutely. But then they say their question is, is it fair to be annoyed? You could be annoyed at anything, but you have to be aware that like, you know, are you getting is is your relationship good? You know, I don't know. It's um, right. You know, is it strong enough to withstand a flirty stranger? Yeah. And I don't know. I I would want to know where this is happening. Like, are they at a rest? Like, 
I think the way they're looking at it, when you call it emotionally slutty, I, I need to know, I, I think you have to look at like, what are you referring to? Like, and, and maybe you're using that phrase instead of saying, when we go to parties, he ignores me. Like, that's a different story. That is a, like, sometimes it's about yeah. reassessing what the thing. What the scenario is too. What the scenario is, yeah. Okay. Guy 30 says he's never been in love despite several long-term relationships. Red flag? No, this is this is one of those I I don't buy this. The idea that like I've he's never been in love. <gasps> you know like um li- listen, there's people that are in love in every relationship too. Like is that better? Right. I don't. Yeah, I think that's being in love is one of those things where it's not like subjective, objective. Like it means different things to different people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people, I mean, some people say I love you to like anyone. Like they could be dating three weeks and like that. Just it, it's a it means something different to them than someone who like you know never said it to their parents and doesn't <laughs> understand. Like doesn't it doesn't feel you know what I mean? Like it means a totally different thing to say that to different people. So I don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily like a good gauge i think it's more like you know um have they you know how do they treat how did they treat their past partners were they like open to like were they afraid of committing to them did that how did that display itself could they not move in with 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 them could they not take you know take it to the next level yeah i agree and this is like one of those like you're looking for things to blame when it ends well he's never been in love so that's why and he would never open himself up like that's kind of what people do in this scenario right i would say to this person um it's all in how they say it here's the difference i just have never been in love i would love to be in love that's what i'm looking for but um i just haven't found that yet or it's love doesn't exist love is stupid who says i love you you know what i mean and it's right. like the second guy is just deflecting. Like the second guy isn't really accepting that like love could even exist for them. That's a red flag. Well, that's what I'm saying. Also, it's like I think you can ask the person if they make a strong statement like that. Like, well, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And which is kind yeah. of what you just said. Like, does it mean like, oh, I don't even believe in that as a thing? Or does it mean like, I don't know, I just have never... You know what I mean? Like everyone has their own explanation for what that means. It's such a subject. It doesn't mean the same thing to everyone at all. Yeah, that's true. And, and, but also are they searching for it? Like, is that something they want? Like some people are like out there. uh, Some people are out there going like, ah, you know what, you know, like, uh, you know, if you're dating, like, cause she writes guy 30 says he's never been in love. Is it, you know, part of that is his pursuit. Like, is he just like going out to like hook up on weekends? Yeah, of course he's never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, or is he going on in a day, you know, like, are you hearing that on a, you know, over drinks on the first date? <laughs> you know, like, as opposed to, like, I think that conversation's a little too soon on that point, you know, because you just don't they're trying know to what tell this you guy's something. after. Yeah, they're trying to let you know. Yeah, that's true. But if it's like, right. If it's, you know, we're three months in and we had this deep conversation, we're in each other's arms, I've never been in love, I, you know, I'm searching for that. That's a different type of thing. Yeah, context definitely matters when they're saying that, how they're revealing it, all of it. 
Let's do how to spice up long distance when nudes and FaceTime gets old. Jordana, any thoughts? I have to say I've never been in like a long distance relationship. Sure. Um, but I would say from my friends who have, nothing beats a surprise trip. Surprise trip, fun. Supr- a trip to like a, a third place where it's neither of your place places to visit them to do. I mean, any, any of those things, I think there's also like, um, now there's like, um, Wi-Fi enabled vibrators. Like I, as an, as an idea where someone can go. have the button from across the country. <laughs> it's very, um, virtual reality. Totally. And I think that's like some fun stuff. Um, that type of stuff, like the tech of it has got, come a long way. Um, but I think the surprise trip or the, hey, let's go somewhere together that's not our apartments because both your apartments can be like something to look forward to, I think, is like the big spice of a long distance thing. Like that's the big thing. And also like, you know, planning a night where, you know, here's the other thing I would say. Both of you, when they say nudes and FaceTimes get old. Let's find a stand for your phone. I think that's a big thing where you're losing a hand in the FaceTime thing. He hasn't <laughs> seen your hand in months. <laughs> yeah, let's get a, a tripod for the, the phone so that you get can a ring do light. a ring light, tripod. Maybe you do a dress-up night. And at that point, you're free to be a little bit more handsy, even though you can't touch. That would be my. I suggestion. like that. Good advice. Yeah. Let's do another one. Any advice for people entering the dating world for the first time in five to ten years? A lot has changed. <laughs> it does kind of feel like when you go away from the dating world for a certain amount of time, it's like you come out of like like you were a frozen caveman. <laughs> you know, especially you're like, what now, is this? five ten it's... years right now is like different I mean, world. You're going, yeah, different world. You're going from like you're like the swiping apps are on like another level um i i i think the biggest advice i mean i i'm myself entering into this type of thing and i've had this conversation with myself of like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do differently what am i gonna change and i think uh, the one thing that i've come to the conclusion of is like being okay saying no and turning things down i think that's a big thing because Five to ten years ago, especially ten years ago, there's just not as much coming at your face. There's not as much, you know, Tinder, Bumble, DMs, fix-ups, all that stuff. It's like it's okay to just say no and have have some taste in the matter. That's kind of like my big thing. Totally. And in terms of it's about like the apps, which I feel like can be very intimidating, especially if you've never like done them or um, or you haven't done them in a long time. I think it's okay. Ask your friends who are on them. Like yeah. for like any tips that they found, because it, it is the kind of thing where I do feel like it's a little bit of a learning curve. Like you might go on there and just have like a totally fucked up profile and like so your you know, your prompt answers are like not sure. getting to the it's kind of like if you had if you were applying for a job at, after you'd been in another job for five, ten years, you take your resume and you'd show it to like someone, one of your friends or someone in that industry or someone that you knew from work and say, hey, would you mind just looking over this and just giving like letting me know if you think it's uh you have any thoughts on like the way I should word this totally agree and and I think part of that advice and something I've been doing a lot is like 
hanging out with friends and family. Like, mm-hmm. go to your friends and be like, I'm back, and, and be open with them. I'm back in it. Here's the profile I'm thinking of posting. Make it like, make it the community putting together this profile with you. Like, get the friends' boyfriends involved, the fiancés, the, the husbands. Like, I went and hung out with like two very close friends of mine last weekend, and it was just nice to like chit chat and kind of. So, uh, you know, I, I've been, you know, fill your cup a little bit with like, oh, this is the talks that I like to have. And it's, I think like right. getting back used to the relationships that like your go to relationships. Hey, these are the people I kind of lean on to know what makes me feel good. That's always like the best thing, I think, like because what happens after a relationship is like you're like your whole thing is skewed, I think, like your whole like idea on like. What makes me feel good? What makes me feel bad? Like, and then you're alone a lot more. So it's like, go hang out with friends and like be fun with them. The rest will come. Agreed. Let's do how to get past someone coming on too strong when I know he has all the other qualities I want. Here's the, I think this is a tricky one because a lot of the times we're like, oh, like, I always go for like these assholes or these guys who aren't that nice to me. And like, here's a guy who really likes me. So like I should be into him and stop rejecting guys who like me. I understand that thought process because I've had it before. But I think the question when you're considering like, do I not like this person because they like me? It's kind of like, do I actually have fun on these dates? Do I leave wanting another date? Do I feel like I'm, I'm actually having a good time? Um, taking that part of it into it or do I kind of feel like a little smothered and regardless of that I'm just not really sure like if it feels good like I'm not looking forward to another date with them I'm with you it's not that this is something you say about someone you're not interested in but they're Jewish you know like <laughs> right <laughs> like like I yeah you know like someone you're like no there's they're definitely cool but they you know but they or from an area that I like or whatever it is, you know, yeah, I, I use Jewish cause, cause we're both Jewish and that might be something that like a, a parent would be like, but they're Jewish, nice Jewish like, boy. Yeah. whatever it is. And it's like, that could be anything though. Like, like when you write like other qualities I want, it's like, wh- he's got a good job. Yeah. You know, like, okay. You can find those qualities elsewhere. Like, I don't know. I, if someone's right. whenever you're, whenever someone's like, oh, they're coming on pretty strong, and it's like, yeah, that means you don't want to fuck them. Right? Nobody's ever said that about like, someone they want to fuck. Yeah. If they were into, you'd be like, it's on. Like we're both really into it. Yeah, and it, and and especially in this situation, this this becomes like, now it sounds like you're dating like a business transaction. Like, mm-hmm. when is the fun of your relationship if it's not in this first couple dates? Yeah, they came on really strong and I had to let them know that if we're going to get married, we got to like sign some paperwork first and then we can get it. You know, like it just sounds very. Right. I mean, I understand the other side of it where it's like, do my, my, I think there is, if you've already done the work of like internally looking at yourself and saying like, am I attracted to people who don't treat me well? Is there Mm. something about me, about people who pull away that makes me feel attracted to them? If you've gone through that, Mm internal questioning because i do think that's a thing that a lot of especially younger women or men can tend to do where it's like they're it's like sort of an immature way of dating of like if they're holding me at arm's length i'm more into them so i do think if you've done the work to overcome that which can be an anxious thing also um then 
this too strong thing isn't really a factor. That's a great point. And it's like so much of this dating, these questions and listen, we're doing I, I forgot to reset the set. This has been so much fun. We have so these are so good questions. And this is a our lightning round episode. If you want to, we're going to go back to the other version next week. UUP at Betches.com to send in whatever you like. But like so much of this is like, oh, I'm going through my own shit while trying to find someone else who's also going through their own shit. And it's like, <laughs> if you haven't addressed your own shit, like that's part of the issue here. That's the that's the 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 cocktail that's on your hands. Right. Then none of this stuff is really helping you that we're going to say if you haven't addressed your own <laughs> shit. <laughs> Turn it off right now and hire someone. Yeah, it's like... um, I mean, yeah, that's a big thing. It's a huge thing. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Should I tell my boyfriend about my upcoming inheritance? 15K. (laughs) (laughs) Would you tell Mike if all of a sudden you had 15K coming your way? I mean, yeah, we're getting married. I know. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I think, yeah, I think we're on the level where we talk about finances like pretty openly. So for sure. But like this person's talking about a boyfriend. Would you tell Mike a year in? 
Yeah, I think so. I would. Yeah, I would tell him. Maybe not. Yeah. I wouldn't tell him like second date. Like I got a lot of money coming to me, so you better <laughs> you better hold on to this. <laughs> you better kiss the ground I walk on if you want. Yeah. Speaking I, of uh, the Bill Gates divorce, I, uh, <laughs> I got fifteen. Got fifteen thousand dollars coming my yeah. way. I mean, you got to tell them. Why wouldn't you tell yeah. them? What, In, what after? At what point would would you tell them when you were dating? Like, fully? I, well, there's also like the question of how does it come up? Like, you don't want to be like, hey, so, like the way we're talking about it right now. Like, hey, guess who's got 15k coming the way? And I don't know where they are in their relationship. If you're combining finances, if you're like, if you're sharing a credit card, like you got you and Mike famously do. Um, like, does the are you planning on putting that in the credit card fund in the debit account? I don't know. Like in the accounts, yeah, yeah. I, I like with a boyfriend. Like, there's like a thin line between. Let me tell you about the money I got, and then there's an and let me tell you about the money. What we what should we do with it? Right. Oh, it's there are right there are the, those conversations where it's like if Mike's in like fantasy football. Mm. And he's winning. I'm like, well, where are we going? To, to uh, <laughs> where are you taking me to celebrate sure. this win? Versus, um, so I can understand the hesitancy maybe in that end. <laughs> but I think if you're dating someone and you trust them and you have an intimate relationship, you tell them anything that happens to you. Plus, I think a good measure would be: Do they know this relative that just left you all this money? Sure. Hey, then so and so left me 15k. Um, we're good on rent for the next few. I. I I don't know. Like to me, like that's not your. That's with a boyfriend or girlfriend situation. It's kind of like too soon to like even think of like that being theirs. Like if like if my girlfriend was like, I got fifteen k coming, I'd be like, good for you. That's fucking great. Um, but it wouldn't be like, okay, so you're doing rent the next three months. Like that's not how I would respond to that. No, I don't think either. I don't think either. Even no matter how long you're dating, I don't think it would be like, well, you've got everything covered. It's more yeah. like, you know. We're like what like it, it, it eventually it does become like well how, like what what did we, we want to put this towards some of it towards our wedding or our you sure. know college fund or whatever bullshit but I think <laughs> again you can tell someone about anything financial once you feel like you're like in a serious relationship and if you don't want to tell them you have to go what are we how serious are we getting here yeah you know, totally. Like, that's a part of your life. That's that's a nice thing. How, Agreed. How do you talk to your new boyfriend about being in your 30s and worrying about fertility? Hey, thanks for coming out for drinks tonight. Um, I'm looking for a baby. It's <laughs> a good question. How would you want to be told? So I, I think there's like an element of this is like, of course, like it, no guy who's going out with someone in their thirties is sitting there going, what you're worried about for like that. I think that's like one of those things that guys wouldn't, this is one of those expect? things that like, well, I would expect that someone is, th if someone wants a family, then they are thinking on these things. And that that is something that's on their mind at the very minimum. Right. Like, I would expect that. And, and they should, I don't think that that's like, I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about is is my point like i i think like i guess that's my my feedback to this person is like it if he was in any way like what really you're worried like i'd be like what world is he living in 
where this isn't right. an option on the list of things that could come up on a date or, or with someone they're dating, you know? How would you feel like you would want them to like broach the subject? Mm, give me a few. How would you say it? We're on a date. I think I would. Say, I think something comes up about kids or someone's kids. And I think I would say, well, when uh, like, how old do you feel like you want to be when you have kids? Um, I always like to turn it on into the <laughs> other person before. Right. You know, I sooner than later, because I am getting up there, but it has to be with the right person, of course. So I, you know, I just haven't found that person yet. Like, that's like how I would make it into a it's a me I'm, if i'm on the if i'm on the date with you i'd be like what do you mean you haven't found that person yet maybe it's you yeah i don't i it's like you know there's a lot of similar questions that come at different times of relationships like the what are you looking for well i'm looking to meet the right person and date you know and be in a relationship and then it's like are you looking for kids well yeah i'm looking to meet the right person and have kids with the right person and have a family and maybe two kids and send them to college and be on a rocking chair like at, at a certain point like at a certain point you know uh in the this is in the territory of like you're gonna have there's gonna be some guys that well, what if a woman said to you you know jared i'm i'm 30 and um i'd really like i'd my ideal situation is that i like am pregnant or i'm having kids by like 33 how, how do you feel about that if so like if, so so i would ask you is like if if this went well and, you know, we were together for a few more years. Like, is that a timeline that would make sense for for you? Like, or is well, that he, totally off for you? Here's the thing about that conversation. And this is an. I don't think this is icky. I think this is just normal dating. But like you're put in the position to think seriously about those things with every date. There's consequence, which is actually good. Like. Mm -hmm. Him going on the second date, making the plan for the second date, he has to know that that's a con there's a consequence of someone's feelings and that someone's like, you know, you're taking advantage of someone's time. Time is now, uh, you know, a currency, which it always is, but it just becomes a different currency with different relationships. So, right. like, to me, what you're doing is when you say something like that, I'm never going to be like, well, no way. Like, like the, you're not going to get a <laughs> negative answer to that. But you are going to get a more honest effort for the next date. That person might not make the next date. They might say, I didn't have that magical night with someone that I knew right away because I need to know that. Is that unfair to say? I don't. I don't. You're saying that they might be out, which is fine. Yes. Right. But which they, is good, actually. Which is in good. In some ways. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I like to me. That's why I'm like. That's why I said like a guy on a date with someone who in their 30s, like that can't be a surprise to them. Yeah. Like in, in no way should we assume that a guy would be surprised that you are. And listen, this isn't some people might not be worried about fertility at that age. That's fine. I'm just saying. It, again, on the on the multiple choice exam, not worried, worried, freezing Very eggs. Worried very worried you know what i mean like those right. are all on the list and they should be expected is my point and so i think operating in a world where you're hiding your concerns with fertility are a little um you're not really thinking that the guy is 
emotionally um, intuitive as as emotionally intuitive as maybe he is. That's my point on that. Right. So you wouldn't be like freaked out if someone said that to you 10 dates in. I can't be right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't understand how you could be. Freaked if someone's out. you've right. dated someone with that being something they could say to you. Like, right. If someone said that to me at 22, I would go, oh, that's a little, I don't think that like I would, that, that would be a different answer. Do you know right. what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. It will beat out the people who are not looking for that. And also, yeah. I think it takes away the excuse of men of like, well, you never said anything about like, you know, what I mean, like the later yeah, you yeah. have that conversation, the more it's like, well, they can kind of even if they're kind of think that that's something you would want, they can sort of live in that like ignorant bliss of like, <laughs> yeah. well, she never said anything about sure. wanting kids. Yeah, that's an asshole. But the idea that I would be on a 10th mm-hmm. date with a woman who's 32 years old and then she brings up, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my fertility stuff and I might freeze eggs or I might, you know, or I'd like to have babies within the next couple of years. And I would be like, what is crazy? You know, like, right. that, that, and that's if, you, not, if that scared you, you wouldn't be the right guy for her. Of course not. But I, I right. would also would hope that you wouldn't be on the 10th date. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I, I A lot of women will they'll they'll say, like, why can't. You know, why doesn't he want to go on the third date? And I'm like, this is part of that. Like, he's like, I'm they're very nice. I'd love to be physical with them, but I know that they want something more. I know that I'm not really right. fit for them long term. And there are guys who I think are down for that and like are on the same page and like that. Mm. They'd be happy to hear that. I think every guy would be happy to hear where you stand with that. Like, listen, I, I think a guy would want to hear if you don't want kids. That's that's OK, too. You know, that, totally. that's all that that's why I would like bring up the multiple choice aspect of it. Like there's there's a bunch of different scenarios, but they're not like, you know, there's not scenarios that would ever surprise someone, I would assume. Right. I agree. What would you say? How about we turn this around? What would you say? You're on a 10th date with a guy and he's like, I want to have kids within the next year. Year would be a little um, strong for me. I think if, if I were on a date my age, I'm 31. Mm. And I'm dating and a guy says, I want to have kids in the next year. I would say I'd like to I'd like to be married, I think, before I have kids. And I'd, I'd probably like to know someone at least like a year or two before make, taking that step with someone. Mm. But okay. I'm not like I'm not like I need 10 years. Um, but I think it would be more like, oh, I want to make sure I'd be making this this huge decision with someone that I know really well and that I have this like intimate relationship with but i wouldn't i think if we can fi- if we could find maybe i want to wait two years and they want to wait one year and we wait a year and a half like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no i i i mean because i you know definitely thinking more about this like at 36 than i ever was in the past where you go but i guess like you know if you're on a date with someone and the woman's in their 30s i think the guy is more in touch with his age than maybe a guy in his 20s would be my yeah i would imagine that too i think that's a thing that comes a little later for men whereas like unfair unfair it's honed in on us from like a pretty early age about like your biological clock i mean it's it's actually crazy like i i i think i've learned more about it from this podcast than i did in my whole like i like generally was like yeah man that's hammered into you from so long it's just you know it's, it's too much 
Well, it's funny. I feel like every a lot of people here are like the stories or the or the journeys of, pe- of the the people they feel like are are similar to them, but a few years older. And like, that's what we hear about, like whether good stories or success stories or bad stories, like that's, those are things that like people talk about and that we hear about mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, how do you talk openly, but not floodlight when talking about my, f- about family on first date, if it's complicated, so they have a complicated family and how do they talk openly without, but not floodlight. What is, is I guess just like, floodlight I think is when you reveal like far too much information. Gotcha. Like here's uh, like all my baggage of like sure. my family. Here's like every like dysfunctional <laughs> and thing. Here it is. Right. Th- throw all the bags on the table. Yeah. Um, I think you, as someone who has complicated family situation or family things, I think a first date family comes up, you could say, yeah, I have a kind of a complicated relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really all like, I don't think you if the like you could go into a little bit more, but I would be like pretty general. I would not like I don't think someone you need to give someone all the details because you haven't really reached that level of like, well, intimacy I, you have to them. you have to expect it. if someone said I have a complicated relationship with my mom, I'd go, well, what happened? If someone was comfortable enough mm-hmm. saying it was complicated, I would feel comfortable enough being asking the question of right. that. And I think that's. I think you have to. I think that's fair. I think it's fair if they were to. So I'm saying if they were to ask, I would give someone as much information as they would ask, but I wouldn't volunteer the whole background and stories or whatever. And I think that, like, again, I don't think everyone wants to tell every complicated thing of their past and and give that about any issue that they have or anything that they think of as like something they're working on. Well, you know what I mean? Also, the question someone's asked on a first date, like, especially like they write first date. So like the, earlier in the episode, we talked about like coming in and being like, and this dog was between my legs. They're coming in with a hot take. Like that's a, to me, that's a first date, fun, flirty. You're, you're doing, you know, kind of having casual conversations. If things get deeper, which they sometimes do. Um, Hey, what's going on with your mom? Or are you, if they're, if they, if deeper, usually what matters to someone is the questions that they ask. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You're saying that like, it's like, like, uh, Hey, what what, mom and dad's still around? What's the deal? You know, like that, that's like a casual way. I I don't really hang out with them much. Why? You know, like that's second half of the date conversation, not first, (laughs) you know? Well, it's kind of like, like you said, like people ask questions about stuff that they're interested in. So if they're, if that's a, a major point for them and they want to know more about that because it's important for them to like figure that out about you, then tell them if they yeah. don't seem to be asking that many questions and they're okay with like, maybe that's not, it doesn't matter that much to them how close you are with your family or, you know, like that's not a big deal for them. Yeah. And I think like also this person's kind of looking for rules where it's like, what's the appropriate amount to do? Some dates go, hey, we're talking it out. Like some dates yeah. like go that way. And like I think letting it happen is like a big thing. Letting letting things happen in a way that might lose someone is actually like the best thing you can do. I agree with that totally. And I think that like you can reveal as much as you want, but I do think there's a sense of like if someone is like you I I'm sure everyone's been out with someone where they're like revealing a lot of information like too soon to you're kind of like mm-hmm. you don't even know me you're really like telling me like these very intimate details about like sure. 
And like, especially again, if, if someone didn't ask, yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah, a they, sense of like reading the room of like what the appropriateness for this conversation level is. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom and I hate each other. Nice to meet you. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. All yeah. right. I think my fiance cheated years ago, a few months into dating. Get clarity or let it go. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, if you're asking, that means it's on your mind and it ain't going away at this point. Don't you think? Yeah, I would say if you're engaged and you're still thinking about it, it's important to you. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is back to like what Jordana, what you were saying was like, we're engaged. I feel more comfortable like the, my anxieties are gone. Like it's almost like, you know, love is the great cure for some of your ills and it's like they're engaged she's still got she's still right yeah you know? i would work <laughs> like, this out like now now yeah yesterday yeah. like Probably hey before I, the, yeah something's been on my mind and like again she writes or they write get clarity you have to be okay with this clarity maybe breaking you up you can't go into this being like whatever it is. Like I, there's no whatever story. It is, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there has to be a story that loses you. There has to be a story that you'll accept there and that you could move on from, because if you're not willing to leave, then you're going to hold this against them the rest of their lives after getting more, more information isn't going to like bring you guys together and like right. help you if you're never willing to leave. And, and I know that sounds like anti, you know, it, that sounds against what the advice should be, but I, I would think like, like if you get more clarity and you go, and now every conversation becomes, oh, so is this how she did it? Like, ugh, like what a hell for this person to, to like. I know they're the person who did it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you'd want more clarity on like again, like the way, not just what happened, but like how they think about it, how they thought about it, what what they feel is different now, what. You know what I mean? Like almost more about mm. the emotional aspect of it than like, I don't think you need more clarity on like, and how long was it going on for and whatever. It's more like, how did they process that? And what does that mean for how they'll act in the future? Yeah. And wouldn't you want clarity on like how it went down? Like where they, I guess where they, what you said about like their emotional state, I agree with like, we want that emotional state. What has changed? I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, but like, what day was this on that you got to this point that it worked out this way? Like, where were well, that's, we? That's what I'm saying. I think that what I... You think that's you more emotional? I think that's more... Like, how did you get there? Is like, how did... Mm. You know what I mean? How did this happen? Like, because if you understand that, you'll understand their motivations more. You'll understand, like, how they thought about it and how... What would you do differently? But would you want to you know, know... Would you want to know, like... Give me the the play by play. Would you want? I don't know? think that would be necessary. Okay. Yeah, I. There, there's a piece of me that would want to know, like, I don't know. I, I guess, like, what situation were they in? I guess it goes back to emotion. What you're talking about, because what was the situation and what emotional triggers did you have then that you don't have now? Is I, I right? Guess that's or how did you, you know, how did how did you deal with that, and what did it make you realize about relationships now? Hmm. Do you, I, I mean, also, do you still talk to them? Right. Like, I, I would. But yeah, I mean, that, be, that's 
that's a different yeah that's more of a non-emotional logistical question that would be important (laughs) yeah and i i think also i do want to say like if you're not willing to leave them then what where's this getting you i i i yeah i agree um you gotta ask yourself that first I know. Um, well, we got one more. This has been fun, though. What do you think, Jordana? We got to. This keep has been doing great. This. this is great. We I love it. A lot, of, a lot of info out. Okay, how do I get my boyfriend to make more of an effort to be friends with my friends? Um, I would plan events with your friends and invite him. I think you got to let someone disappoint you before you tell them how much they're disappointing you. Like collect evidence. <laughs> yeah you need some evidence yeah. because right now he's taking a test he doesn't know he's taking i think when you mm-hmm. say like i want my boyfriend to make more of an effort to be friends with my friends well that's what's he supposed to do like hey what's lisa's number you know right. like what's, <laughs> <laughs> i'll text her happy birthday right yeah. i think you need to give them the opportunity and then if they're not like taking you up on it or they seem to be avoiding it then you can say hey like it doesn't seem like you're like interested in getting to know my friends. My friends are really important to me and it would mean a lot to me if you would make an effort in like attending the things that I plan with them so that they can get to know you better. Yeah. And making an effort is so vague. So like you didn't go, I planned and of all my friends, we all went to brunch with their boyfriends and some of the single people and you said, no, that hurts me. Like, why don't yeah. you want to hang with my friends? What made you say no to that event? Those are, you know, I want more effort with my friends. It's like do a bunch of push-ups. Like I would do three push-ups and then it'll be over. Like I, yeah, I don't know what's a bunch. Right. You need to like set them up for success. And then if they're not taking the bait, then have that conversation. Yeah. Bring in the judge, the gavel. Ding, ding, ding. Today in the case of won't get brunch with my friends, I have you, you piece of shit. You know, now you have things to talk about. There you go. You can write it in. (laughs) anyway that was our episode thank you guys so much we'll be back on sunday with a sunday special but uh listen make sure you follow the instagram account at you up pod for the next time we do this right exactly all right we will see you sunday bye you up is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by maddie paul guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at you up pod on instagram and twitter and send us your emails to you up at betches.com thank you to our sponsor netflix bridgerton is back bringing us another scandalous and sexy season and dearest gentle readers you will not want to miss this chapter in season three longtime friends colin bridgerton and penelope featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation the wallflower is ready to bloom but she needs colin's help to find a marriage match will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love and will penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer lady whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love you shall have to watch and see watch part one of bridgerton now only on netflix Betches.